Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Well, last week we dealt with uh, New Year, old challenges, and as we kick off our new season, uh, we're just wanting to spend these last couple weeks just um, dealing with this whole concept of the new year, and and everyone kind of approaches the new year in a different way, but I do think there are things that we can do biblically that help us go into the new year as believers and, and face these old challenges, and we ended with the understanding that our purpose is to become like Jesus. So if that's so, it begs the question, what are the things that will help us to look to Jesus this year? What are the things that our Father has provided that will help us do just that this year? What will help us keep us on track or get us on track right. as, as believers? Uh, and so this today we're just simply talking about New Year, looking to Jesus. Yeah. And, and what are the things that the Lord uh, has laid out, the provisions of grace, the 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 means of grace, as we like to say, right. that allow us to grow in this purpose um, that we laid out last week. So uh, three things we're going to look at, the scriptures, the spirit, and the saints. I love this. Looking forward to doing this episode. I think this will be good. So first of all, the scriptures. To quote Jerome, ignorance of scripture or the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. So how are the scriptures to help us look to Jesus and to grow into Jesus. Well, I mean, you can't just say that that is how you look to Jesus, by looking to the Scriptures. Just simply that, looking in the Scriptures. But what um, what do we do to sort of get a fresh start this year on, uh, on our use of the place of Scripture in our lives. I, I think we begin by prioritizing. We must prioritize So it's just simply doing it, getting in it, yep. reading it, memorizing my, it. My guess is we, get, we there are a number of people out there who, who don't read Scripture regularly, too, or they did during part of the year and they got distracted. Right. Talked about distractions. Started strong, ended kind of weak, yeah. And um, you and I talked about a, a quote we heard you know, you know what's a priority, but what it takes to bump it off. Mm-hmm. And whoever said that said the right thing, and, and it's true, and certainly that's true of Scripture. Now, I've I've been in the process of sort of reprioritizing. I remember a few years ago when Scripture and prayer, I just I had a, a system that was in it. Then my, my life got changed. I changed jobs. <laughs> so it changed the system, <laughs> but just by it, default, well, right? Yeah, but the thing is, I just got off. I just, right, uh, right. I was just kind of hit or miss, and that's not what I want. So um, I got a uh, like a daily bu- read through the Bible thing, and uh, I'm working on that. I tell you what, I, I thought found interesting. A brother who's involved in the company I work with uh, just challenged the whole group to uh, get on this reading schedule. He even gave him a reading schedule and said, "Let's just discuss it when we get together." Right, and uh, that's good. Maybe somebody like that can help, or you can help somebody like that. But anyway, we got to prioritize. What does it take to prioritize it? Well, if it takes getting up in the morning, fine. Well, if you can do it before you go to bed, say fine. That. Whatever. I, I remember last fall. I again, you talk about changes in life. Um, this one had been going on for about three years now, or I was coming around the third cycle of it, but owning a business and doing Passion for Christ at the same time is a bit challenging. Sure. And I was preparing to preach, 
and teach and I was wanting to get in the word and it was and trying to get work done and it just wasn't happening. I needed more margin. Yeah. I just got up earlier. Right. I, just, I had to. And I, I'm at the point in my life, used to, I could burn the midnight oil and, and I was, I seemed to do okay, you know. Right. But now it gets about nine, 10 o'clock. My mind's done. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah. I'm done thinking. I can't think anymore. I don't want to think anymore. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind talking to my wife and having a discussion with my wife. But to, to sit down and to study, nah. Well, you've but had I, your mental nose to the grindstone all day. You're, you're yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but it wasn't always that way. And, and, and now getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, my mind's actually fresh. It's actually able to think, even though I'm a little tired. It's much Hot shower helps. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, but even if I don't, it's, yeah. it's so to me that's a way you can prioritize for sure. Yeah, so we need to prioritize it. Now, whatever whatever that means for you. However, that's a personal thing. But uh, certainly, early mornings can be it. You know, I hot showers help to get you going and do it. You know, uh, whatever or cold for that matter. But then we need uh, to internalize scripture. Now that does mean memorizing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to do. I know I was going to go blank at this scripture. I haven't memorized and now I'm going blank at it. Um, receive with meekness the engrafted word, yeah. which so, is able to save your soul. Or the implanted or word. Or the implanted yeah. word. And I think that idea of more than just reading it or hearing it, yeah. but implanting it, I think is important. Yeah, and and, uh, and meditation. Now, you can meditate on scripture with the word in front of you. You can certainly don't have to have it memorized, but certainly if you want to to think about things throughout the day than memorization. And and again, uh, this this brother who brought up the, the Bible reading schedule, and he knew probably everybody was already behind, so he said, <laughs> why don't we use this Lord's Day right. to kind of catch up? The Lord's Day is a good day for that. Yes, it uh, is. You know, I like football. It's relaxing to watch. But but the Lord's Day was meant for our souls, you know. Right. It was a gift to us for – because we're not, we are busy working throughout the week. So we can internalize Scripture, and we can do that by meditating, thinking upon it, actually thinking, Lord, make this true not just for me, but – in me, make make give me the heart and mind to do this, right? Which then leads us to personalize scripture, and personalize is not just putting my name in place of the nouns and pronouns, but it is doing it, obeying it. Yeah, where, where does this? Where do I apply this? I know I apply it. Where, right. how, where and how do I apply it? And it's just a matter then, as you said, of obedience. So yeah. Let's renew our hearts with, with regard to Scripture. Let's reprioritize. So the Scriptures are a way by which we can uh, know Jesus more, grow in in this understanding of who Christ is and what it is to us. Uh, what about the Spirit? I, I think that's another one of those Jesus answers. <laughs> you know, you get you know, Jesus, God, right. Holy Spirit. But well, I think it's deeper than that, though, actually. You know, there's there's a couple of errors, practical errors that occur in a Christian life when it comes to the Holy Spirit. No, one is, is that ever true? One is to ignore. <laughs> just You don't, well, don't think right. much about the Holy Spirit. Right. The other is to um, um, mis- Over-spiritualize the yeah, Spirit? Yeah. Uh, uh, misapply the work of the Spirit. You know, for some people, the, to be Spirit-filled is to talk a certain way. You know, you have uh, amazing, miraculous things happening around you all the time. Actually, the Spirit was given us for the general walk and warp and woof of life. So and, as you walk in the way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Jesus promised the Spirit. He promised the Spirit to his disciples. He promises the Spirit to us. He says that um, 
I will send another comforter. And he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So the Spirit is actually a person of Christ. Right. By the Spirit. We are, you know, and um, so there's the promise of the Spirit. Jesus himself promised the Spirit. And he, um, he said that, you know, my Heavenly Father knows how to give good things. Uh, so how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Right. Uh, you know, we were commanded to be filled with the Spirit. Do we ever ask the Lord to fill us with the Spirit? That is, control us with, saturate our beings with His Spirit so that the Spirit controls our lives, guides our lives. This is something we should ask for and depend upon. And the work of the Spirit in us is a matter of dependency and trust and faith. We believe that Jesus has said the Spirit of God will be with us and in us, that He will enable us, that we need Him without Him, we can do nothing, and that we have Him through the person of the Holy Spirit. Well, and He doesn't speak contrary to the Scriptures, which we've already mentioned, which therefore... Maybe I'm stealing some thunder here, but therefore, if you're not in the Scriptures, how can you be led of the Spirit? And yet, that's exactly what the Spirit does. We're sons of God. We're guided by the Spirit. As many as are uh, led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So, so that's part of being a son of God is being led by the Spirit, and He leads us by His Word. So, um, so this is just a this is a very practical thing. It's not like this. Uh, uh, mystical right. sort of uh, way out. Oh man, right. oh, he's a he's a man led by the spirit. You know. Well, okay, uh, but yeah, but we all sh- are led by the spirit if we're sons of God. We need to depend upon that, and and we need to go to the scriptures because that's where He leads us. So that's the promise. And then there's the power of the spirit. The power of the spirit. We have the spirit of God in us, and the power of God through the spirit to guide our lives, to guide us through the the events of life and to guide us in understanding scripture and guide us in overcoming sin and guide us in loving our brothers and guide us in loving our wives and guide us in leading our families and guide us as singles to be pure and holy and wait upon the Lord and look for his will. All of these things this is done by the power of the Spirit. And it's it's a matter of our own consistent dependency on the Spirit. Well and I think you know the scripture says you shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And this idea of worship, I think, is often lost in the idea that you sing a hymn or a spiritual song or some type of emotional song on Sunday. That's not necessarily worship. It can be a part of worship. Um, so worship is really giving and ascribing worth to our Lord. So if we're to worship, to give worth to our Lord via the Spirit and truth, we cannot divorce these two. Again, I come back to that. Right. There's this idea of of the promise and the power of the spirit is is it walks simultaneously in harmony and not in contrary to the scriptures. I I think we have a tendency to think that the spirit of God is just some just kind of an invisible companion. He's not just an invisible companion. He's or a the, feeling. Yeah. And um and and I know Impressions is a, is a big word that gets used. The, Lord, the, the Spirit impressed upon me. And I do think the Spirit will lay something upon our hearts. Pray for this person. You know, whatever. Share the gospel with this person. You can put your thing mm-hmm. in there. But so many times people will say, well, the Spirit led me to do this. But if I were to press them on, are they actually in the Word? They'll say, no, I've not really been in the Word. Or I'm, I'm pretty inconsistent. And my question is, is, how do you know Right. that was from the Spirit? Right. And the Spirit uses the Word of God in us. Much of the work of the Spirit is not 
we're not conscious of. Right. But we are we are dependent upon. And so, yeah, we we have this not just invisible companion, but the but God Himself in us, guiding us. Okay, so we have the scriptures, we have the Spirit, which we talked about work in harmony with one another. This last one here, I think, I don't want to say it's most neglected out of all of them because I think all of them are probably equally neglected in their own right and in their own discipline and, and what they are for what mm-hmm. they are. But right. I, I do think this one is not prioritized as much as, say, maybe Scripture or being led of the Spirit from the standpoint that it's, it's, there's no conviction behind it, and that's the saints. Right. This idea of the saints is a gift from God, that the church of God is a gift from God, is not a convictional matter. It and is a side matter. Exactly. Yeah, I think we don't see the church as a means of grace. We think the church is some invisible entity made up of people all over the world who've been saved. Uh, you know, okay, but yes, no. But not really. Yeah, the church is the church local. And it comes in two forms. It comes in church gathered and church scattered. Now, this is important. And, buddy, if, if the enemy has done anything mm. to negate this first aspect of the church gathered, he, he has done that especially during this COVID Insanity. Now, people have who did not share a convictional commitment to the gathered body of Christ have a a good reason not to be there. A plausible reason why not to be there. Yeah, they can. They can get on their computer, go through the motions. They quote went to church, but they didn't. Well, we have to. We have to ask ourselves this question: Are we going to live in fear? And, and I don't mind saying this. I think this is a convictional, scriptural matter. Are we going to live in fear? Because God wrote the commands about the saints and gathering mm-hmm. in, the, in the New Testament before the, any kind of virus was ever right. around, really, before they knew what viruses were. Yeah. The, the things that happen in the world are not conditional upon what happens in the world. The, I'm, so, I'm sorry. The things that ha- are commanded in Scripture are not conditional upon what happens in the world. Right. It's just not. If it is, then the scripture is not to be followed. Because there's always going to be something always. that will challenge us now in that regard. Those first few weeks when we didn't know what was going to happen, sure. I can understand measure. making temporary yeah. measures yeah. to to walk wisely. But at some point and, and here's the thing, if it's not this, it'll be something else. It has been something else. It always will else. be. Yeah. And I and I think You've hit my button because, like, I I so think this issue is pertaining to so many issues that we deal with in in regards to our besetting sins. Because we're not willing to be where the body of Christ is, where the Word of God is preached, the truth will be challenged in our lives. Then we want to wonder, why are we struggling with sin? Right. Yep. You're on target. Sorry, I think I stole your thunder, but it's it's, it's, to me it's what it is. It's essential. If you think about the the church, Jesus never thought of the church in terms of some uh, unaccountable, uncountable entity Mm. out there. When he said, upon this rock I will build my church, ecclesia, which meant assembly called out assembly he meant just that 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 word was used in in uh, secular greek of a local uh, governmental assembly people that gathered to make decisions for the city or whatever right. and they they would call these people together together get it 
together. They gathered in a place to do something. That word, assembly, has in it a symbol. Yeah, one of the phrases I often hear is, we just need to be the church to one another. Okay, so my question is, is how are we going to be the church when all we view the church as is some arbitrary worldwide thing that somehow never comes together? Something undefinable that never gathers. No, the gathering is an essential concept to church, to assembly, to ecclesia. And, but, on the other hand, and we could, I mean, you could, uh, there have been books written on that. I mean, Jonathan Lehman's written a good book on it recently, and there are others who have. Uh, uh, what book is that? Can you remember? Yeah, it's listeners? called, um, then maybe I can find it. Uh, gathering, the gathered assembly or the assembly. He, he actually talks about the importance of the people gathering together. Uh, it's put out by nine marks. I'm pretty sure maybe Crossway, uh, put it out. I, I'll look it up. Keep, I just keep going. I'll, just, I'll look it up and see if I can find it. Um, I don't think I actually finished it, but, but he emphasizes that thing, this thing of, uh, of the corporate nature of the church. The church is corporate. Which leads us then to we, – we think of the church as scattered more than we do gathered, but the church scatters as – after it gathers. It scatters into the world. It disseminates into the world. Is it, is it why the body of Christ is essential? That's not the title. And maybe that's it's just called, an article. Oh, no, that was an article he wrote. It's called Gather or the Gathered Assembly or the Assembly or something to that effect. Yeah, I'll find it before we get off here. Okay, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, folks could read that. It's very important. Um, but, um, um, in fact, it just came out last year. It's fairly recent. Um, the um, uh, so the church gathers in order to encourage one another to get the scriptures into them through the preached and taught word, and it scatters in order to be the church to the world. We are the church to one another when we gather. We are the church before and to the world when we scatter. And this is an important aspect of of the uh, of the whole concept of church in the Christian life. And by the way, you will not be a Christ-centered, Christ-focused, Christ-like Christian without the church. I know that's a big statement, but I think, no, I think you're it's right. absolutely important. Well, no, I, there's I, no I, such thing, as I've used this term before, as Lone Rangers in the Christian life. We are a part of the body of Christ. We are the body. And the body is together. And well, that's something we need to, to, to hold on to. Well, and I think that's why it comes down to the convictional aspect of it. If this is not a convictional aspect of your life, is this not a theological conviction? So many times I hear people evaluating their interaction with the body of Christ or the church based upon emotion or how I feel. Well, this is where I feel like, excuse me, this is where I feel like I can grow. Right. Well, that's, that's fine. I think I know what you mean by that. But I would hope that if the word of God is being preached there and there are good leadership and good people in that church, that you could grow there even if it wasn't necessarily the place you would choose. Where you're comfortable. Right. I had to come to that, actually, in my own Christian walk as an older Christian. And, yeah, by the way, I thought of the name. Ah, oh, good, because I'm still not finding it. One Assembly. One Assembly, okay. Because <laughs> I was looking up Gathering, and it wasn't coming up, so that's good. One Assembly, okay. One Assembly by, by Jonathan, Jonathan Lehman. Put out by Nine If you go to ninemarks.com uh, or yeah, not, not it's, org. Yeah, it's org. Yeah, yeah you okay. can find it there. And it's a small book. It doesn't take a lot to read it, and it's worth reading, um, as are other things they do on the local church. 
So anyway, we think we can be as good a Christian as someone. No, you cannot. I challenge that. You will not be a biblical Christian without the church, without the saints. We we sing to one another. We challenge one another. Preach to one another. Yeah. Teach to one another. We do. Hold we each other listen, accountable. We listen together. And one of the things I've told brothers here and try to encourage people to do is just maybe just for worship starts, turn around, look at the congregation. A lot of people you don't know if it's a larger congregation, I, I, but they are my brothers and sisters. Hmm. And among them are people who don't know Christ. Just to pray before the worship begins, pray that the people of God be one in worship, pray that they will worship in spirit and in truth, pray that God would work and walk among his people, that Christ would be among us. I, I, I would just go out and say this. You're going to have trouble with the first two points that we made if the third one is not a conviction. They will fall short. That's true. You will not be able to fully apply them without the body of Christ. You, you mentioned this idea of gathered and scattered. Maybe expound a little bit on that. I, th- I think we've touched on that, but I want to make sure that's clear, kind of what we're talking about there. Well, there's a tendency for folks to think, as you just mentioned, that, well, the church is just the people of God everywhere. Okay, so that's what you were meaning by that. Okay. But the people of God everywhere are the people of God who, who gathered and are part of a body, of the body of Christ. The scattering is not this idea that, well, the church is just scattered out there everywhere. The scattering is what happens when we walk out the door, mm. when we leave the gathered assembly. I got you. We yep. leave as the people of God. We are still – we don't – technically go to church. We all use that term. I right. use that term. I'm going to church Sunday. I always go to church on Sunday. Right. That's right. not what I do. Right. I go to worship. I go to gather with the people of God. I go to a God. building to yes. worship with the church. <laughs> it, but I, I don't go to church. Right. I go to a building. We know that building is not right. the church. The people of God gather there. This is where the people of God meet. But when we scatter, we're, we're the church. We're just a church scattered, not as visible we're more visible sort of as individuals, but we're still part of the body. We pray for the body. We lean on the body. And that brings up something we mentioned last time, and that is that we have no idea what the year is bringing. We don't know what the year holds for us. Man, it, who knows? Personally, individually, in our family. I mean, you know, we've had some years sneak up on us as a family. <laughs> we never had any idea what was coming, you know, and we don't know. What if trials come? I'll say, well, trials probably will come of a lesser or greater nature. We will need the saints. We will need all of these three. Mm. And we need them together. You know, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He's given us these means Mm. to apply that overcoming, that victory, if you want to call it that, that life that overcomes trials, tribulations. It's hard to rejoice in trials and tribulations, as James tells us to, without the body. He said that in the context of the body, in the world. You go, count it all joy. The people of God help us to do that. They give us perspective. I've seen that happen in our local church. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time, and so to go into the particular aspects of the church years ago, gosh, I want to say it was... 2014-ish. You can find it on our website, um, the series we did on the church. Yeah, we did. Now, that was before um, we did with more professional recording and everything, so I apologize for maybe it not being as easy to listen to. 
But you can go back and find that. It's on our website on the crosstalk section of our website. You can go back in the several weeks. Yeah. yeah, several weeks. So I'd encourage people to listen to that because I think it'll help develop their theology of the church. Yeah, what we call um, ecclesiology. Yeah, ecclesiology. Yeah. And maybe at some point we'll recircle back around and, and redo those and re-record those. Probably yeah. wouldn't hurt. Um, probably would give some fresh insight just as we've grown over the years. I mean, gosh, that was seven years ago, almost eight years ago. Um, so so I would encourage that. I would encourage to read these books that we've talked about. Um, but as we, we wrap this up, the, the, the new year and looking to Jesus, these are the means. And if you don't understand the means, well, then grow in the means. Right. Growing the means. Like, we've not done an exhaustive study of the scriptures, although we just did that with Passion for Christ. And if you want to listen to the Passion for Christ podcast, those, those are coming messages out. are coming out right. each week in 20-minute segments. So I'd encourage people to go listen to that. That has to deal with scripture and your view of scripture and how you approach scripture and, and study scripture. Um, the Spirit... You know, get in and study the Word of God and what it has to say on that. The church, get in the Word of God and study. Go back and listen to the podcast. Listen to the to, to listen to other men and women who have taught on this. So I'd encourage it. Grow in this. Right. Grow in these means of grace. Uh, you know. Yeah. Ask people who maybe have done quite a bit of study on it, and I think it would help give you perspective. Yeah. These things are means, but means must be applied. Absolutely. Jump in. Jump in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. water's good. Absolutely. The water's fine. And you know. um, I'll say this to our listeners. We're, we're, we're still kind of working through what our series will be as we work through everything. So we're looking forward to that. I don't have anything to announce yet. But um, going into the spring, we will have some series and things we're going to be working through. Pray for uh, us. And pray regard. for us in that regards. But in the meantime, this is New Year with the old challenges. And we just want to challenge you to look to Jesus as you grow in Him. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. Mm-hmm.